Welcome to Boldly Lit and On Fire Podcast. My name is Jordani McCoy, also known as Coach Donnie. This podcast was created to deliver enormous value for my tribe. These are people that desire to live a life they are boldly lit and on fire about. And for those that currently live a little life and want even more clarity, certainty, and creativity. My tribe takes radical responsibility for their lives and value the feeling of excitement, expansion, and emotional freedom. Together, we are on the love train, baby, with the purpose of self-love and love for others. So let's get this party started. Hello, 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 and welcome to Boldly Lit and on Fire! <laughs> so I have with me today, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, take a seat, take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Rico No Suave, and he is the founder, right, and CEO of Rico No Suave Show. Okay, yeah. so now I'm gonna cheat, guys. You know, I kind of met him a long time ago before he was recording. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, let me tell you guys why I invited Rico No Suave, right? Because he, from the moment that we met, how long ago was that? It has to have been over 15, 16 years. Yeah, easy. Been that long. Easy, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, so I was dating one of his friends, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, his friend right came out to meet me when I was dancing salsa. I used to be a big salsa dancer. And yeah. so he brought, he brought Rico with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom, bam, here we are, Rico No Suave, right? So, but I will say this, I will say this. What I say all the time is, in order for you to realize the truth, no one has to say anything. All you have to do is pay attention to people's patterns. Right. Right? Right. And right. you, my dear, uh, your pattern has been, you've been boldly lit and on fire since I met you however long ago. So I need to know, like, what, what, what's this recipe? Because I'm sure you're human. Like, I'm sure that you have bad days, right? I'm sure you of have course. maybe not the best days. Sure, of course. And so where did all this come from? Man, you know, I mean, it, it comes from, you know, my, my family. You know, it comes from my mom and my dad. It's more so on my mom's side. You know, my dad is more laid back. You know, he, you know, he hasn't, you know, he was a youth dancer, musician. My mom's singer, and it was always upbeat. You know, when you come from a, a home of religious beliefs, but also on a positive end, and where you can actually always sit down and talk. Like sometimes I'll come home, and I'll come home at late. Like when I was living with my parents, it was I'll come home maybe like eleven o'clock, and my mom will still be up. And I'm like, mom, you gonna go to bed? She's like, no, I was just waiting to see what time you was gonna get in. And then we'll just sit down and just start talking. And we'll just start talking about just anything. And then my father just walked right in as well too. I'm like, y'all both still up? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and we'll just, you know, we'll all just have a conversation. And 
I think it's mostly of the energy that I get was from me growing up and being able to conversate with my mom as if she was my best friend, which she is, of course, right? You know, I feel that energy always there, right? I was always active when it came to sports. I was always active when it came to dancing. I was always, of course, a musica, you know, I was always in the music all the time, right? And, you know, you catch me in my room, you know, listening to music with the old school tapes and mm-hmm. writing down the words so I can actually remember, you know, the old school hip hop and stuff like that. And all of that comes into play, right? All that comes with the conversation coming in and maybe going out with friends and then just listening to music and just having that thrive. You know, my thing was, is that we were always go-getters. We continuously think of new things to do. And one of the things was, is that when I went to actually start, you know, going to school for computers, right? Computer science. And like that goal line, man, my parents was just, Like my father was working for the CTA for 35 years. My mom was working as a data entry specialist for so many years. And they worked either one or two jobs. And when they did that, I'm looking in my eyes like, hey, in order for me to keep my fire lit boldly, I got to make sure that I continue to, you know, walk in those footsteps, but actually be happy that I have a job and have parents to be able to encourage me. So that was, that's how I always kept that lit. I mean, I, I always was a people person. You know, I mean, that thing, I mean, as far as with me being shy in some cases and then coming out because you have to analyze who's around you before you really start bringing out yourself. For me, it was a, it was a big deal. You know, it was a big deal for me to be able to have more people that I like than more people that I hate. Or I wouldn't say hate. Well, just was not on the same. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So, okay. So you said you grew up in a home where you felt like your, your mom was your friend, right? So yeah. you didn't have no rules or you didn't? <laughs> well, my parents, I mean, we had, we had rules where, you know, there was always discipline. Mm-hmm. You didn't really have to say it. You really didn't have to say it twice. I mean, you know how parents, right? Sometimes parents just don't understand, right? And what happens is it, just, it was like kind of where you would try to tell your parents, hey, I think it should be like this, and they go the opposite way. It didn't go the way you wanted to go, but you had to listen to your parents. And then if it didn't go the way they expected it to go, then, you know, you don't want to look back there and say, well, I told you so, right? Because that wasn't the case, right? You couldn't do that in the house. You know, sometimes your parents didn't say sorry, right? Mm -hmm. They just didn't say sorry. And to me, it was like, man, I thought we had a good relationship where I could say sorry and you should say sorry too. But, you know, my parents was very strict. They were, right? I mean, I I got my whoopings when I was a kid. I knew the difference between right and wrong. But even though when I did something wrong, you know, I fessed up to it. But, you know, I got discipline for it as well, too. So it was was a good discipline that never talk back to your parents. If you do talk back to them, you know, just talk back to them, trying to explain. And I never, ever will yell at my parents. There's no reason for you to do that. But you just knew that you couldn't. Right. So. Okay. So no, the reason I ask is because sometimes we, that's used so often, you know, be your kids, friends or whatever. And sometimes people mistake that as having no rules because what it sounds like is that there were guidelines in in your home 
okay? But, but it sounds like your parents were, they wanted to cultivate you and in, in your individuality while still making sure that you're okay, you're not really acting. That's so true. Yeah, I think when it came down to it, you know, I, you know, I had my difficult times as far as when coming out of school and finding a job and my parents was like, you gotta have a job. You gotta find a job. You can't be sitting around here not doing anything. But I think for myself, it was kind of like, well, I'm trying my best. To them, it was like, okay, so when is that gonna happen? And that was a challenge for me. You know, it was a challenge for me to be able to have an acceptance of my parents, be able to, you know, have a job so I will be able to do things so they'll be proud of me. That was always a challenge, you know, when your parents are, have high expectations for you, they want you to have a job. No matter what job it is, they want you to have a job. They want you, they want to know that you're responsible enough to be able to have money coming in, to be able to provide for yourself. My parents didn't, my parents, I, I grew up hard, man. I didn't grow up easy. Even though we had a roof over our head, we were, I was like a, a, a guy that was paying rent in his own parents' house. It was like, your money is your money, my money is my money. That's the way I grew up, but I grew up still understanding that. And I think that's the way I am to this day. So, okay. so, so, so your parents had some rules. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Your no. parents had some serious guidelines. That's correct. You still had a really healthy relationship with them. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more so, yeah, it was more so with my mom at first. You know, my, my dad was very strict. When you get to that level of responsibility, your father tends to come around more to be able to appreciate that, but know that you're good. And I think yeah, my father didn't want a deadbeat son. And I think he wanted his son to basically go to that next level and be appreciative as far as what I, what I do in my life. So my mom was, you know, motherly love is no matter if you're down whatsoever, I'm going to love you and try to help you as much as I can and, and give as much advice as I can and, and, and go from there. That's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. So. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you came from a home where there was some, you know, some nice guidelines and some, some rules and healthy, pretty healthy relationship. And, sure. and from then you went out into the world. Yes. Throughout the years, okay, Mm -hmm. I've always seen you maintain a certain positivity. I've always seen you like, let's look at the light. You know what I mean? I don't care how dark it is. Where's how? How do you maintain that? Oh man, it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, I think one of the things is is that looking forward to the future of having a game plan. If you have a game plan slash blueprint. Mm-hmm. You look at that as an excitement of a milestone that you need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Staying positive is, is not an easy thing when you have a lot of people that's negative to, around you, mm-hmm. right? And when you have that, <laughs> when you have that, that is, that is a hard thing to, to grasp, man. And it, it comes to, to the fact of people of doubt, people of self-esteem, people that just decide alcohol, drugs, right? You're, you're in that whole poverty level where people have made decisions that they don't want to go further than where they're at right then and there. Mm-hmm. 
that all comes into play in regards to, hey, well, if I'm going to do what I'm going to do, I'm going to stay at that level. And, you know, for me, it was more of, well, what makes me smile is being unique from them. That means that I will not be like them. I'm going to be Rico no Suave, the, the positive God, the one that's going to help people understand that. Listen, I've been in situations that you probably don't know that I've been in those situations, but here's how I can help. I don't think you remember Dennis Thomas, but Dennis Thomas, which was Ernie's best friend. And he's a dude I used to date a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, 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 but Dennis Thomas used to call me like back in the day. And this is how I knew that I had good friends or people that needed my advice, that made me smile. Dennis Thomas used to come to me and ask me for, well, my good friend Dennis Thomas used to call me and say, hey, man. I have a girl question. I got this girl that I need your advice on. So he would ask me questions about it. And I had to sit back and I had to think because I wasn't like this lady man type guy, right? I wasn't like Dr. Love. I was like a guy that just loved to go out, hang out with friends. And, and if I did date somebody, you know, I would date them and have a good time and blah, blah, blah. But then I would tell him the same thing. When I heard that, uh, when, he, when I heard that, he would call me and he would call me again as if I was his counselor. <laughs> for picking up, well, treating, how to treat a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And I took that as a positive note. I'm like, well, here's my conversation goal now. Now that I have friends that's asking me questions in regards to look at the way that you're actually progressing. So let me ask you a question. How are you getting it, right? And how are you doing this, maintaining it as far as with a woman, right? And how are you doing these things? So you ask these questions and maintaining the positive came with the conversation. So every conversation that I had was always a positive goal to make sure that I was successful by the end of that conversation of not just what he wanted to hear, what he needed to hear. That made a big difference in regards to me being able to talk to people and also loving what I did. You know, I worked at Courtesy Home Center, right? When I worked at Courtesy Home Center, I was always interacting with people. I was always smiling. It was something that I wanted to do. and just. And I worked at Ramada Congress Hotel. So I, I was in the front end, front line of people that I had to have customer service with. But that just built upon me with understanding different personalities, who to really talk to and who to cut it short with. There was things where I just had to cut it short where I was like, yeah, this conversation is not going to go well, but I'm going to actually just give it enough to be able to you know, keep going from there. That positivity is hard, man. It's not easy because you deal with so many different personalities. You deal with diff different people, different races as well, too, right? Cultures. So you have to understand all of that to be able to stay positive and know that they're still humans. They still feel the same way. They still got emotions. They cry. They laugh. They joke. You know what I mean? They have low self-esteem. It's still the same concept. It's just the way about them going about approaching that or accomplishing that. That's how, that's how I keep positive. That's awesome. That's awesome. That, so what you said, you just preached. I, I need to let you know you just preached. No, you did. Especially, like, for real. Especially in this time. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are sharing space. Yes. Closer space. Sure. And not everyone in every household is on the same positivity. Let's sure. look up. Could you imagine yourself sharing space with like a negative person now? I have. 
You have. I have. It's, it's draining. And it was in a past relationship that I had where everything that came out of the person's life was negative. So what I did was I had a game plan to try to find the positive things out of what makes this person last, what makes this person feel good, what makes this person continue to actually grow within each other, uh, grow within that person inner self. It's hard. It was a challenge, man. And I think that was kind of one of the biggest challenges that I ever had. I didn't live with the person or the person was around me enough so I would be able to know that, okay, this person, number one, if you ever dealt, and this is for everybody that's listening, if you ever dealt with someone that has health issues, that can be the most destroying thing in, in regards to your inner personality to be able to uphold and to be able to feel good about yourself. Because what you're doing is you're taking the energy that you have out of yourself to give that positive energy to that person. And now your immune system of positivity is gone down. Even though you have to refill, you get that eight hours of sleep to come back the next day. You're like, okay, let's do this again. And finally, when you see that person smile, you see that person having a great day, now your positivity level stays there until something else comes around where you have to deal with negativity. You have to deal with arguments. You have to deal with drama. You have to deal with stuff where you have to be able to know how to take it. And for me, I took it as be quiet, take it easy, listen. Let the person get it all out before you go back into trying to uh, comment. Uh, let me say that. Uh, let me say that. Let the person talk. Let the person get it all out. That person can talk for like 15 to 20 minutes and you just sit there, okay, I get it, okay. After that finishes, that person runs out of air. They run out of breath. They run out of things to say. So they repeat themselves. And then all of a sudden, when they repeat themselves, they say, okay, that's cool. And then all of a sudden you say, well, can I say something now? That person says, yes, you can talk now. That's how I overcame the negativity piece because you got to let that person talk. Let them get all that negativity stuff out of their system. Let them keep talking about it. Let them cry. Hold up. Okay, keep talking. I want to hear more. The more you make yourself available, the more you actually make sure that you accomplish that goal of negativity. Because then after a while, what you did was that person came back to me and said, thank you so much for listening to me for all of those times. But all of those times that I never actually had somebody to really listen to me, it was always an argument back and forth. But then when you finally said, this is not an argument, this is someone that just needs someone to listen. And then as soon as I found that, I was good at that. Wow. Was good. That's pretty, that's impressive. So what was your takeaway from that relationship? What did you learn by, you know what you did actually there's something that I, I, I'm going to eventually start doing solos and I, I got to start doing some solos, but there's something called emotional bypass, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do it when, say, I'm having a bad day, right? And I want to immediately just go to the positive. Yep. But what you're doing is emotionally bypassing how I feel. So right. without you knowing, you did not emotionally bypass her. So that's right. actually pretty impressive. Right. Because most people, most people will just say, especially people see that there's a fine line between yeah. being positive 
And the guy that I was dating for a little while, he was very like on the positive route. And there were some days where I just needed to like just talk and it wasn't too positive that day, right? Sure, sure. And he used to, uh, no, he didn't know. I mean, he just, he, he was doing the best he could. But because I knew it was kind of annoying, to be honest. Uh, and it, he used to emotionally bypass my emotions. So the fact that you let her speak, the yes. fact that you let her vent, the fact that yes. you say, what else is wrong? Uh, right. Let me hug you. Like, it's really impressive what you did without knowing was you did not emotionally bypass her. Right. Because when we emotionally bypass people, we dismiss how they feel. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Yes. I, I really like that. Yes. I really like that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. See? Yeah. You, you did yeah. it. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> really, really, really impressive. That I'm actually quite impressed because most people, especially most people that are always like, let's look at the brighter side. Let's look at it. They will, they will cut you off. Yeah. To look at the brighter yeah. side. And I, I learned that. I learned that from my mom, though. I learned that from my mom when I sat down and I talked and I told her. And I also learned from my job, too. Don't get me wrong. My job when I started in IT was to listen first, talk later. Listen first, understand, talk later. The objective of listening first, you can get so much out of listening that by the time you're ready to talk, you can have options. Not the answer, but you can have options. Meaning that you have an option to be able to say, hey, this is option A, this is option B, this is option C. Which one really makes a, a big difference in regards to being able to resolve this issue or resolve whatever that we're talking about, right? I think it's very important that people need to listen first and then go from there. Now, the hard part about listening is me and you talking right now, you're listening to me because my tone is good. There's a difference when your tone is like, hey man, I'm trying to say blah, 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 yeah. and I can't, and all of that is coming out. Yeah. So you're listening and you're trying to be like, okay? But if the approach is towards you as a person, you feel defended. You feel like you have to defend yourself. So you try to counterattack and go from there. But there's something called patience. And that patience is a hard thing to do when negativity is screaming at you. And what happens is when it's screaming at you, you have to be able to know how to keep it within. You can be bubbling in the inside. You can be like so angry in the inside, but on the outside, you might have a few smirks. You might have a few ways of actually feeling like, man, you know what? This is something that's, that's really hard on me right now. And that's where patience come into play. You have, to make, you have to be able to make a decision after that. The approach is, the, is a big key. Me talking to, like we're talking right now, is easy, right? Because I have a tone. You have a tone. We have a great tone. We have good. It might be negative, but it's a positive tone, mm -hmm. right? But if I was to start screaming at you and start going at you and approaching like I'm attacking you, then you're going to be on the defense. You're like, oh, no, no, and blah, blah, blah. The conversation will never end, mm. right? The conversation of negativity will still be there. Even if the person hung up on the person, that negativity is still there. You know why? Because when you hang up, 
you can be talking to yourself and you can be talking about that person and they're like that conversation never stopped it's still going on mm. as we speak mm. so there's but there's nobody to listen it, you know it's uh it, that patience is um and listening first is very important nice so what i want to do is i want to take everything that you just said Sure. And I want to put it in the perspective of personal development, right? Because this is sure. what, you know, mo- this is my jam. So yeah. what you did, right? You did a couple things. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to add some names to them, okay? Sure. So, <laughs> so you did not emotionally bypass. Yeah. Awesome, right? Yeah. And what you're doing is also walking in intention. Yeah. So everything that you're saying is about intention. Yes. Everything that you're saying, you're like, oh, we got on the phone. And even with your friend, when you were younger, my intention, right, was to look to the positive. With yes. the relationship that I was in, my intention was to do this. My intention was to do that. So for, for whoever's listening, this, this is, and I'm so glad that we're, that we're having this conversation because most of the people that I've, had conversations with on the podcast, they're deep into personal development. They're either a coach or, you know, something, whatever. They go to conferences and stuff like that. But it's good to see that, because Rico, you're not like, you're not going to Tony Robbins conventions, are you? No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I just want want to make sure. sure. (laughs) You can be one of us in disguise, you know? Uh, no, no, no. So, well, but this is good. This is good because my intention of this podcast, right, yep. was to bring people on that are boldly lit and a fire alive. Yes. And there are some people that are going to listen, okay? And they're yep. going to be like, yeah, but he's coach or she's this and she's that, you know. No, you can be boldly lit and on fire because you walk in intention. You can be boldly lit and on fire because this is what you choose. Not right. because I'm into Tony Robbins and I read other books, I'm a coach, and, and that's the excuse for you to think that you can't live a purposeful life in intention. Right. Right? Because right. Rico is the bomb he is, and I love him, but he is he's he's not one of us in disguise. No, I'm just joking. You, you right. know, yeah, <laughs> like none of the because you know how some people want to separate people into groups, right? Sure. Those are the spiritual people, right? Those are the personal development people. Those are the, well, and, and sometimes we're also people that are very into personal development. We're kind of put in a group. Yeah, yeah. But we, keep, sure. we, we keep screaming to the world, no, you can do this too, you can do this too. And then so many people in their mind, they're like, yeah, but you're in that group. Ah, well, guess, yeah. what? guess what, y'all? Rico's in your group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm really, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted people on here that at the end of the day, right, you have your own company, you're in IT, you're doing well, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself. But really, regardless of I don't care, to be honest, I don't care if you're the best garbage man in my neighborhood, but you lit about what you're doing. Right. You know? Exactly. Right? There's a lot of people that make a certain amount of money and they do this and they do that, but they're miserable. What is the point? Yeah. Yeah. What is the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
you can be on fire, you can be lit, you can be bold, you can be happy about whatever it is that you do, and you ain't got to be one of us crazy people, person relevant people, okay? <laughs> yeah, I always, I, you know, that's, that's funny that you say that. I've, I've watched a few shows. I, I watched one of the doctors that was talking about this whole, you know, whole COVID-19, and when he got on, and, you know, it's very powerful guy like in regards to being a doctor, right? And I respect a lot of doctors, but what lost me was is his arrogance. Mm. When, when someone is arrogant in regards to being able to talk, and I was listening to how he was being interviewed, you know, you don't have to let the world know how many doctrines you have or how many PhDs or how many bachelor's degrees that you have or, hey, I've been doing this for quite some time, blah, blah, blah. You know, when you start getting into that, you start looking for someone to give you credit in regards to who you are as a person. If you're out there to help people in general, to help people understand your mission, your goal, and you, I would say convince, but you prove to them that you are there to help them, all of that other stuff don't matter. It does Because they, they look for you as a human being that has common sense to be able to adapt to human life, yes. not to how high you are on yes. a food chain, a food chain, but that's gonna come anyways. Like I can easily have me a Range Rover, I can easily have a nice little yacht and things like that. But if I'm gonna come, if I'm gonna come correct, I'm gonna help you get to where you need to get to to understand, then we can go and celebrate on my yacht and say, hey, let's party. There's a certain approach that you do this on and how you talk about in interviews. You gotta touch people. You gotta let people know that, hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't work this, I didn't work this hard for nothing. Yeah, of course, we all do that every day, right? We all do that. We might not have the money you have. But what lost me, what I'm trying to say is what what loses me with human beings is that we lose the touch of too overly confident in regards to who we are versus to being that person of that confident level where it's not overwhelming to someone that's listening to you. See, I wouldn't have been able to listen to him that much. I would have been able to say, listen, let me cut this short because as much as you're talking right now, I don't think that's going to be compatible in regards to me and you being able to have a great discussion. Because if you try to bring him down to earth, it's hard for someone that level to be able to do that because the only thing they know is the top. Mm. They don't, sometimes they don't know the bottom because they might know the bottom as far as where they come from and they can tell you through it, but you need to tell to me on this level so I can understand that we have a connection. Okay, stop here in the middle. I don't need to go to the top right there. I'm not with you there on the top. Let's stop in the middle. Let's talk to each other. That's why listening is very important before talking to someone to be able to see exactly where they're at. Right. No, 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 you're right. And it sounds like what was missing, the missing link was connection. Yeah. Like you weren't able to connect to him. You yeah. weren't able to connect. Yeah. And it would be hard to have him on my show. Yeah. Like, I could, ha- I could have him on my yeah, no show. Way. No way. That's that not show would be at like all. This. Okay, we'll be back with some music. <laughs> we got to go back to <laughs> No, that's not your vibe at all. Mm-mm. No, not at all. So, yeah, no, no, I'm glad that you said that because at the end of the day, everything is, it's kind of deep, but everything is is temporary. Like our, yeah. 
everything's temporary. Uh, money yep. can go, yep. uh, your job can go, everything can be gone. But what can't leave is your spirit. That's right. And that's you. That's so right. Everything. I'm, I'm glad that, that you mentioned that, right? Because yep. everything in this world as it is right now is, is most things are temporary, right? Like, sure. You know, your money, your job, everything yes. is temporary. And the only thing that is truly permanent is your spirit. So right. if you walk in intention, like you have elaborated, if you yes. walk in intention and you walk in intention in this area of your life, that's how you also show up in other areas of your life. And that's yes. how you create patterns and yes. patterns are the truth yes patterns are the truth so no that's, I agree. that's great that's great so tell me i want to know because i know you're in the house and i know you are ready to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you boldly lit and on fire about now and what yes. do you have coming up because i know you got some stuff coming up oh man i got a lot coming up there's a lot of things that's coming up for you know great interviews coming up on the show my co-host Valerie, we have, I got a spinoff that's coming up. You guys are basically the first to hear this because I haven't blasted this out yet. So I have something called In the Loft with Rico, where I'm going to be bringing artists to the loft and showcasing their talent. And what that means is, is that if you have, let's say for you, for you, right, you have a talent of personal development, I will have you come stand up on a mic and give Nothing but great words that people need to be able to hear to be able to help them enjoy life in order to take them to the next level. I'm going to have comedians. I'm going to have live artists. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be another level as a spinoff on the Rico Mosuale show, but it's now really showing the talent and also being, bringing more viewers, of course, and also more uh, exposure to what we're doing here in Chicago. So and also around the world, people that's traveling as well too, they come in and they want to do a nice little set. That's going to actually bring a little bit more uh, avenues as far as for the show. I'm cooking, you know, I've been cooking a lot as you can see. So I've, been, I've, been, I've, been cooking, I've been cooking and everybody said, you need to open up a restaurant. <laughs> and um, you, know, I, you know, I have some good recipes that I made, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, that's coming up and I think we're going to have a show. That's going to, you know, one show off the Rico Mosquale show where I'm cooking. So there's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. We want a lot of artist management uh, as well. So we have artists that's underneath the Rico Mosquale show. We got, you know, we do a lot with travel as well as living benefits as well to be able to help people protect their lives in regards to what's going on with COVID-19. We're doing a lot to be able to help the community stay strong and we all have to be successful at one point in time in our lives, whether it's getting a new job or finding, you know, extra income for ourselves, but also being able to not kill ourselves with low self-esteem. So that's that's what uh, that's what I got coming up. Nice, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I love your comedy skits. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some real quick, okay? Okay, okay. And people say this, and this is the truth, okay? If you're bored, you, that means you're boring. Right. Because let me tell you, if you want to see somebody 
that knows were you an only child no no you behave like you're only child (laughs) (laughs) rico he tell you rico i see him on facebook and i'm like what is he doing he has this backdrop i don't know where this backdrop came and he's now because of covid he's like well I got to do something with my life, right? So now I'm doing comedy. You're doing comedy. I'm like, no, no, no. But you know what? Oh, so you're talking about the lip sync. The lip sync is what I'm doing. No, I thought that's that's not comedy? No, it's lip sync. I'm doing a lip sync show. So I'm doing songs while I'm doing a lip sync on there. Now, I am doing some other stuff where I'm doing, like, just regular talks of life. Right, I'm just talking just in general, like different subject, but the background that you're seeing yeah. is the one where I'm actually doing a lip sync show. So I'm like preparing oh, wow. them where I'm actually talking. Well, you saw one of them. Well, I had well, a lot of high why? energy. You know, I yeah. don't know why comedy is in my head. Maybe because I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. So my, okay. I, I stand corrected. No. <laughs> uh, but it's still the same premise, right? Yes, it's boring, yes, yes. boring because. Yes. Rico No Suave is doing lip singing on Facebook, guys, okay? That's right. So, no, 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 this is great. So, if whoever's listening wants to see the show or yes. get hold of you, because you do yes. wedding planning, don't you? I do a lot. Yeah, I do that as well. I have an uh, event planning company called Special Occasion Events. So, uh, you know, I'm an MC, so I MC weddings on Quinceañeras Tambien. So, I do all different types of, and that's kind of where my niche is, right? That's how it derived into being in a talk show where, you know, me being an MC and talking to people and, you know, in the audience and just having a good time as far as with them. But yeah, the wedding is basically, I have photography, videography, DJ service, wedding planners, event planners as well. So I had that under my belt in regards to people that work for me to be able to, you know, do an event, you know, so yeah, that's another thing. Besides the salsa, you know, of course, you know, I do the yeah, salsa. Yeah, no, stuff. he's, uh, Rico's the salsa king of Chicago. <laughs> I wish. He, does. He, he, he conducts these I classes, wish. and I'm so rusty, I'm going to have to take a class, too. So, yeah, you got to come out. I know. No, no, you know what? There's been two things, two realizations. COVID-19 has yeah. brought to my, my mind, Every once in a while, sometimes I want to go out and grab a bite to eat, like dinner or something, and maybe somebody's not available. Sometimes I want to get dressed up and look cute and go out, and maybe somebody's not available. So after COVID-19 is done, I'm going to do that. Okay. Whether somebody's available or not, I don't care. Okay. I got to get back into salsa. Like, I really, I miss my dancing. That's my, that's my thing. I love that. was it. your thing. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I so, yeah, it's two, two things. But, no, I mean, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you. And, um, no, I really enjoyed your story and your perspective. But I already knew that that was going to happen. Like, that's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. And I just want to thank you for showing up in the world the way you do, because uh, there's some post I created one time and it said something about, are we really in a world full of angry people or is it just people that are low vibrational, right? Mm. When you're, when you're in a higher vibrational state, when you're dancing, when you're laughing, when you're doing all that, like, are you really going to hurt somebody? 
Are you going to be mean to, you're not, you're yeah. really not. So that, that's, that's my little philosophy of the world. So the, the, <laughs> the vibration that we stay in the yeah. better and the happier that we all are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love. Thank you. Thank you. All your energy on here. So are you cooking something tonight good or what? No, actually, no. You know what? I had some leftovers I made from uh, yesterday. So I made some, um, I made some pollo. So I made some chicken, some grilled chicken. I took it easy. You know, just had some, you know, mashed potatoes and that was it. You know, just took it easy. So I actually have, man, if you look at my fridge right now, you'll see that there's like leftovers of recipes that I have. So wow. I, I mix a match of stuff that I actually have. So... I think I'm going to actually just go ahead and do that. Probably going to cook tomorrow, though. Probably going to cook something tomorrow. So people have been bugging me about cooking a Cuban dish. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to cook a Cuban dish tomorrow. So I, have to, I still have to get it prepared, but you'll see it on my timeline. All right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, my dear. Well, thank right. you for coming on. Yes. And for everyone listening, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and for your attention. And I yes. absolutely, absolutely appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Boldly Lit and On Fire Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please reach out to me directly at boldly.lit at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.